The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Rudy, where we will discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings of this awesome sports movie. And joining me today on the panel are Noelle Crow. Hello, Noelle. <laughs> Hi, Dom. And Mike Denz. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Folks, be sure to follow The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, in your favorite podcast app, or at the StarQuest YouTube channel, where you should also make sure to hit the bell to get notifications. I want to tell you about another show on the StarQuest network you're sure to enjoy called The Catholics of Oz. And you can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Oz or OZ, as they like to say in Australia. So uh, let's talk about Rudy. This is a 1993 movie based on a true story about Rudy Rudiger. Starring Sean Astin in the uh, in the the starring role, and also starring Ned Beatty and a very young John Favreau, and also a small role by an actor who will become big later. I I, I hope you guys noticed that one. Uh, we'll come back to that. <laughs> uh, so first, nineteen ninety three. I just want to point out. I like to do this once in a while when we discuss older movies. We are now more distant in time from the movie than the movie was from the events it portrays. <laughs> a, lot, a lot more. A lot yeah. more distant, yes. Yeah. Uh, like 1975, and the, so this was, the movie came out only 20 years later. We're now 30 years after this movie came out. So, Yeah, I, lo- I looked up the, the $1,000 that uh, Rudy had saved up that he yep. was telling Pete about uh, is nearly $7,000 in today's world. Yes. So that's how long ago, you know, basically right around when you and I were born, Dom, is when uh, yes, this right. all, uh, shortly after that, it, this all took place. Yes, shortly after. <laughs> um, uh, let's just say that shortly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I wonder how much Notre Dame tuition was back in the <laughs> early 70s, because tuitions were really cheap back then. I know. Well, the, right, He says that thousand dollars was his tuition for his first like semester uh, at right. uh, well at Holy, Holy Cross, Cross right? Yeah. So or you know he was he was using all that money for that uh, time. So you're like, wow, that's yeah, yeah, pretty cheap. <laughs> he was he was definitely working, um, yes. uh, to right. to to pay off stuff. And uh, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, yeah. he didn't seem to have a lot of other uh, clothes or anything else <laughs> <laughs> that he had. Yeah, I don't know what his uh, um his uh on the field uh job we couldn't even get him a ticket to the game the first time he tried to go so i don't know if it got him much of a break on his tuition either yeah so yeah i i doubt he got any break on tuition yeah. from the from the, <laughs> the field you know minimum wage field worker job <laughs> uh, but uh, i know that back in at boston college back in the 60s tuition was a, like 500 dollars a year so you know it could have been close to a couple years tuition even but yeah. Well, we did mention there's this uh, little known school, Catholic school named, named 
uh, Franciscan <laughs> that if you work there, you, you get to take classes for free. So I just thought maybe other Catholics. <laughs> I won't say anything else. I'm yeah. Done. Well, don't forget, though, he was working at Notre Dame and the Notre Dame field and he was going to Holy Cross. Those yeah, are no, I meant when he started, schools, once so. he went to Notre Dame, he like, yeah. was, I think he was out of money <laughs> at Holy Cross. <laughs> yeah. Out of time, but once again, True. we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. <laughs> uh, to uh, to get to Notre Dame. But anyway, Mike alluded to a nice, fun little uh, uh, point that I should make is that the three of us all went to the Franciscan University of Steubenville together. And here we are, three Steubenville uh, alums talking about a Notre Dame sports movie. So, <laughs> well, if they ever make a Steubenville sports movie, the three Notre Dame guys can uh, talk about it. <laughs> it's going to be about intramural football. I mean, <laughs> not really. The frisbee oh, football, I think, is what it'll I be about. I should point there out. Is actually, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You were going to say it, Noel. Well, yeah. there is actually a really great stu- uh, story, and, and I will mess it up because I wasn't there and I don't know the whole story. Um, uh, for actually the uh, the frisbee team, I think it's the frisbee team, do you know that story? They're called no. the um, Fatal, Franciscan Fatal, and I believe it's a Frisbee team. Um, uh, but they're named that because of one of their players. And it's also one of those inspirational stories. He actually had cancer and ended up eventually dying, but it was a very big inspiration for them. So oh, wow. um, there is a story out of Steubenville. Who knows? It's yeah, <laughs> almost like Brian's someday. song. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. yeah well, go. also, we should play Steubenville. I, mean, I know, we're talking about Rudy. Steubenville has a, uh, uh, a sports legacy of they were the NCAA uh, basketball champions several times back in the 50s. Uh, so it, it, it was a sports school. All right. It's Rudy. a little different now. Yes, yeah, it's a little different now. Rudy, let's talk about Rudy. <laughs> Uh, the real uh, Daniel Rudy Rudiger was uh, one of 14 kids in a German-American family in Joliet, Illinois, um, who struggled in school in part due to dyslexia, which comes up in the movie. Uh, so I thought that was uh, interesting. We don't see what I think they maybe ran out of budget for the cast. They didn't have 14 kids, but there were quite and a yet few they of made up. Of, they made, yet they made up Frank. Right, right. <laughs> this is very weird. Like yes, the other thirteen Frank. brothers or however many there were, like, wait a minute, you couldn't use one of us? Well, I guess they didn't want one of them to be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah, that's probably that. No, no, let that be the other guy. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Right, they did characters in different places. So yes, they did. The same with Fortune, the uh, the field uh, uh, guy, the guy in charge of the football field, was a composite character as well. It happens all the time right. in movies. Yep. Yep. So the real Danny Rudy Rudiger also dreamed of playing football at Notre Dame. It was too small. His family had no money. And I really identify with this idea, like the kid who was always too small. That was me. I was I was the runt on the field. I was always the smallest kid and had to make up for it with, you know, being the crazy man, wild, you know, wild, uh, nowhere near like Rudy, who <laughs> almost had like a death wish. But uh, it, it's a. Uh, it's 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 something I I kind of identify with. You know, speaking of the the cast, Sean Astin has now played two of the most everyday hero sort of guy heroes characters in movies between Rudy and Sam Gamgee. Like this guy has made a career out of playing this. Everyone loves the hero, you know. Every man, I think it's awesome. Not to mention the grueling. Uh, like give up you're not gonna make it kind of character that you had to be in it and and right. he's the the positive we can do it character <laughs> in both of those that just is like wow at least it only took him one movie here and rudy to get there but it's just <laughs> right. i was saying wow this is a quite an I- ironic uh two of his <laughs> most iconic characters are have the same kind of spirit and we're up against 
you know, similar odds in a very, very different situations. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing as I was rewatching it again for I don't know what number of time. <laughs> At least this time he didn't have to carry the quarterback on his back all the way to the end zone, you know. <laughs> right. So I shouldn't ask, you know, so when did you first see Rudy? Like, what was your experience with this movie? Did you did you see it in the theaters at the time? Have you watched it, you know, many times since? Noelle, I'll let you go first. What's your mm-hmm. experience with Rudy? Um, So I, I don't know exactly when I first watched it, but it wasn't too long after it came out. I didn't watch it in the theaters. Um, and I've watched it many times since. Um, just rewatched it so it could be a little fresh to have this discussion. But it realize that you know the broad strokes of it are deep inside of me (laughs) um I grew up thinking that I would go to Notre Dame because my mom has eight brothers and five of her brothers graduated from Notre Dame oh wow Uh, her oldest brother um you know, and they were graduating from Notre Dame as I was as I was a young child as you know she had many siblings um like like Rudy and um and they were they were going there as I was you know, as I was growing up. And so this was an an aspiration of mine. It was sort of the thing. Of course, I'm going to go to Notre Dame. Of course, I didn't in the end. But <laughs> um, but this was always my thought. And so Rudy's idolizing of Notre Dame, his his idolizing of Notre Dame football, um, his his passion for going to Notre Dame. These were things that I grew up with in my family. There were two football teams. Well, college football teams, right? There was Notre Dame uh-huh. and there was Penn State because my dad did a semester at Penn State before going into the Navy. So, but my mom, my 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 uncles, everybody, Notre Dame was it as far as football goes. And so I really identified with that passion and that like just aspiration and, and knowing the, the sort of le- the legendary status of Notre Dame football. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but my uncles were actually at Notre Dame when Rudy was there. Some oh, of my wow. uncles know him um, or knew him like a little bit, you know. Um, and when the movie was made, my cousin was in the stands. My, my cousin was a student at Notre Dame when the movie was made. Oh, cool. So it just has tons of family connections to to the story and 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 that that feeling of the mystique, I guess you could say, of Notre Dame and Notre Dame football. Um, so. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. How about you, Mike? What uh, what's your story with this movie? Well, I uh you might know know this, but Joe Montana was a freshman when Yuri's game was played, and I watched Joe Montana on TV, so there's that <laughs> connection that I have. But um otherwise I don't have any connection to Notre Dame, but I th- I know I watched this on video. Um in the nineties. I was you know, collecting a lot of uh you know, watching a lot of VHS tapes. I don't think DVDs were quite out yet. And um it became one of my collection. I had, you know, about fifteen or twenty uh VHS movies that I that I purchased because I just they were just rewatchable, besides Star Wars ones, you know. Of course. And I would watch this. I would watch this a lot, and it was just one of those, you know, I, I you know every time he gets knocked down, every time he gets rejected, you know. The, the 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 series of you know as we're going to talk about things that he has to go through um and the the one thing that stuck with me and that i also purchased was uh goldsmith's soundtrack um oh yeah just loved everything from the little piano tones when he's walking around campus or doing things to of course the football stuff which you, you can like 
I used to jog to that when I was, you know, in yeah. my 20s. And, and, and it was just like having that in your ear. And I, I think McCain yeah. was the one who used it as his presidential theme. Even like the when he would come out on stage, he would have the uh, you know, take him out uh, theme uh, played. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I love I mean, that's I think it's probably, if not the best, at least in the top two or three of Goldsmith's. Uh, you know, speaking of the music, my my uncle Jerry was also part of the Notre Dame Glee Club. So that was one. Jerry Goldsmith's of, not your uncle, is he? No. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, geez. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Doobie, as a matter okay, of fact, sorry. is my uncle. Um, but so my uncle Jerry was one of one of my uncles who was there. I had a couple of them who were there at the same time as Rudy. Um, and he was in the Notre Dame Glee Club. So that was another thing is I grew up. My mom had a record because when I was younger, she played records a lot. Mm-hmm. She had a record of the Notre Dame Glee Club that my uncle was on and she played that a lot. So every time you hear that Glee Club singing the flight song, like yes. I just heard that so much when I was growing up and it's just, it's just so much nostalgia for me. That's so cool. I want to talk a little bit about the place of Notre Dame and American Catholicism in a second, but I'll just, I should follow with my story with Rudy, which is very brief because this was the first time I'd watched the entire movie. <laughs> I had seen the end of Rudy. I'm going to guess I was in Steubenville on uh, someone had gotten the VHS when it come out, you know, after it had come gone to the theaters and come up, come back out of the theaters into video stores like blockbuster. Remember that? And I must've come in at the end of the movie and seen the maybe last half. Cause I didn't really remember the first half of the movie at all. So it must've been the last half, but I always had this positive impression of it, of the movie. And so going back and watching it, it was essentially, at least for half of it, the first time for me. So it was really a fun opportunity to really get into this movie that I know has been such a a touchstone for 30 years for people. So it's really, it was really, you know, a really good movie. I had tears in my eyes at the end, partly because, and um, well, I want to get back to it again, but partly because I'm a dad now and not a young man like the first time I watched it. And so there's a, it hit me differently. So we could talk about that when we get to that end scene. Um, But I want to kind of talk about Notre Dame's place in American Catholicism, because if, if you don't understand, if you don't know that context, it would seem kind of weird how this family who no one in the family went to Notre Dame was so attached to this school and why. And part of it is because, Notre Dame was part of American Catholicism's symbol of making it. You know, Catholics had been downtrodden for so long. And then in the 60s, we had President Kennedy, the Catholic president, and we had Notre Dame and winning the, as I mentioned in the movie, the championships for football. It was one of the greatest universities in America. And it was this symbol of, Catholics having made it in America. And so I think that's a really important context to understand for why this movie, for why it was so important to Rudy to go to Notre Dame and to get on the football team there. So I thought that was a really interesting um, aspect of the, of the movie. Right. And, um, you know, at the time, I mean, you know, there were some other, there were a few other Catholic colleges. Um, of course, you had Georgetown that was founded before, um, you know, a couple others with the Jesuits, but it really is, you're right, the, the symbol of sort of American Catholicism. Um, and because Notre Dame has a football team, which 
the other, you know, Georgetown doesn't have a football team that everybody's following um, and certainly not winning championships and certainly doesn't have the, like I said before, the mystique, you know, the four yes. horsemen of the apocalypse and then, you know, Newt Rockney and you had the movies, right? You have Ronald Reagan playing the Gipper, yep. um, you know, bringing all of this into America's consciousness of, of Notre Dame and Catholics and everything. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, of course, you know, doing history like I do, it even has a, a history, even, even uh, uh, past that. We were watching, Tom was like, when are they going to show Father Baden's cabin? I'm like, <laughs> it's not really there, but. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess that this will be a future episode of American Catholic History. We'll cover some, the founding of uh, Notre Dame or <laughs> something along those yes, lines. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's definitely a story there. <laughs> Folks, uh, Noelle does a, a podcast, American Catholic History, with her, her husband, Tom, and you should check it out. It's one of my favorite podcasts. You can find that at AmericanCatholicHistory.org. It is awesome. Um, you will learn so much about the Catholic Church in America. So the other thing that that I was thinking about as, as we were talking is Rudy is a lot like Rocky. You know, I remember in Rocky, as he's like getting pummeled by Apollo Creed, and he's on the on the mat, and and uh what's his name is in the corner um the penguin um uh, Burgess yeah, Meredith um, Mickey. I think Mickey. Mickey. Mickey yeah Burgess Meredith yes um, right you know and he's stay down rock stay down you know it's like <laughs> and, and and I think it was it was say that and and Rocky just yeah, kept exactly. getting up and kept getting would not stop and it's that it's there's something like about the indomitable uh, American spirit. We you can knock us down, but we'll get back up again every single time. And it's I think Rudy kind of captures that essence. I think it's one of the reasons why people love it so much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting, too, because I was I was watching. I was thinking about the advice he was getting from his father and from the priest who was in his his high school teacher. Right. When he gets to get on the bus and the priest is like. Fruity, you know, you don't have the grades, you don't, you know, sometimes we need to know where we belong. And none of that is, is vice. And in a lot of ways, you know, what Rudy continues to do is very foolhardy. Um, and it could, it could have turned out quite badly. Right. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But it doesn't, you know, he, he, and in large part, because he has so much confidence, I guess you could say that this is just going to happen. Yeah. Where's the line between confidence and delusion? <laughs> you know, I kept thinking yeah. about that in this movie is, is like, well, what point is I mean, everyone around him should have said and they they did say you're deluding yourself. You know, this isn't something that's going to happen for you and you should settle down or because if it didn't work out, it would have been really bad for him. His life might have been ruined. Yeah. So and it's interesting because, I mean, there's no movies made about the ones who tried and didn't make it exactly. you know? so so there's something you know about what what is it about this you know that we like and and you know from a catholic perspective we can look i mean i don't think he paid for all those candles he lit at the our lady of <laughs> lord's grotto but it looked like he lit them all you know like he was like really you know depending on god a lot and there is you know something to be said for this story of you know he's a moses he's a you know say he's one of those God picks characters that have absolutely no ability at all. So it's clear that it's God in there somewhere. And um, I doubt very much that he, you know, I don't know much about the real Rudy's faith, uh, but I, I, you know, like about other than that, he had some, um, but that had to be a big part of keeping him going. 
you know, that he, that he, you know, like, I, I just feel that this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I want to do, you know, and not being like, well, you know, it would have been nice, but no, but just deciding no. And, and, and I, I actually, I mean, yeah, he would have had to go back and, and hang his head and work at the mill or whatever, you know, uh, in Chicago. Um, but I think that in his mind, he goes, but then I would have known I, at least I tried, like I, I gave it my shot and I wouldn't always think about it that way, you know, that mm-hmm. what if I would have tried, at least I did, no matter what anyone told me, right. but back to the Rocky comparison, Dom, I was thinking the exact same thing, the way he falls and pops back up, especially in the scene where he's first trying out and he goes, I'll do a coach and he goes in and, and he falls and like somebody else, he goes, no, I can do it again. And he gets pummeled even worse. <laughs> and, and, and then he just pops right back up and it's just. It's the same way Rocky would just pop right back up. It's almost like Essen must have like studied Rocky and said, I got to find somebody who's as like um, thick headed as Rudy uh, when it comes to I'll just keep, you know, getting back up and and wear my opponent out by him having to beat me so hard that he gets tired, which right. is actually one of the, um, you know, rope to rope a dope uh, things that he did in Rocky three. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, there's there's something about Rocky for sure. And there is. Uh, as foolhardy as it is, uh, there is something about those stories when, you know, people, no matter what, you persevere. And, and, and in a Catholic kind of way, and, and again, with Lord of the Rings being such a big symbol of that journey uh, and just keeping the faith and persevering in faith uh, is comes out. I think that's what attracts us to this, um, because we do have to remember, you know. The, the idea that I can do anything if I just put my mind to it. Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, right. Noel? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, following up on that, one of the things, well, there's a couple of things that I, I really love, but one of the things I really noted was how once he decided, once he said, you know, because he originally listened to everybody and he was working in the steel mill. Mm-hmm. And once his friend was killed, he was like, that's it. I'm not, I'm not listening to this anymore. This is what my heart wants to do. I'm going to do it. And, and once he arrives at Notre Dame, every time he talks to somebody, whether it's the, the um, father uh, Kavanaugh, that he, it's Kavanaugh, right? That yep. he talks to originally or um, Fortune when he when he goes to try to get a job on the field or um, D-Bob, even D-Bob <laughs> or, or Coach Parsigian, yep. right? When he talks to all of them, he says, I come to Notre Dame to be a football player. This is what I'm going to do. He doesn't say I'm going to try. I'm going to work hard and really like give it my best shot. He says, I'm going to do this. Right. Like, I love the scene when he goes, he just walks into the coach. I mean, (laughs) who has that kind of gumption to just like, I'm going to walk into this really famous football coach's office, override the secretary just for one second to just say, hey, I want to introduce myself. You've never heard of me before, but I'm going to play for you. Right. Yeah, like, that's he, he, amazing. Has, he has a, you know, that, that naivete. Ne, ne, I'm mispronouncing about like, oh, I'll just do this. When any, everyone else in their right mind is going, oh, geez, that wasn't a good <laughs> yeah. idea. The coach Ooh, is going to think he's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the way he just keeps on doing that and kind of, um, you know, when, when it's just like, oh, that looks really weird. But it's, you know, that's part of his indelible spirit is that he, um, you know, doesn't uh, have any shame. <laughs> He's just like, I'm going to do this. 
He's like, he's and Abby's showing up in the middle of the night. I need to speak to somebody about going here. It's like, what? <laughs> I love that scene. The guard oh at the gate's like, and then and then the 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 Father Kavanaugh thinks he's come to to become a priest, <laughs> right? And I just, I mean, I just love that that yeah. scene. Uh, no, he I'm, goes, no offense, Father, but father, I don't think don't... that's for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it starts in Joliet, Illinois, in the '60s, and it, it's it's a it's a steel town, you know. Uh, Everyone works at the mill. His all of his family works there. They'll all work there. All of his friends and their families will work there. And he wants to play for Notre Dame. I mean, that's just this is his only dream. He's in the in this class at school, at his civics class, and the priest who's in there kind of humiliates him as a daydreamer. And and then you know pulls him aside and says, Advice that would be normally good advice, the secret to happiness in this life is to be grateful for the gifts the good Lord has bestowed on us. That's actually good advice. <laughs> be grateful for the gifts God has given you, because not all of us are destined to be Tom Brady or play for the Patriots or, you know, whatever it is. The, or like, Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or Josh Allen. Yes, um, or play for the Buccaneers. And uh, <laughs> so... Um, you know, the kids often have these unrealistic dreams and what you've got to do is say, okay, well, what's a realistic, you know, that's a nice dream. It's extremely unlikely to happen. What's realistic for where you are. And yet he, he ignored it all and went out and risked it all. And, and I kind of think a lot of these movies give kids the wrong impression in one sense. I mean, I really enjoy this movie, but I wonder if it, if a, a steady diet of this kind of movie you know, makes kids think I'm, you know, just dream big and you can get it. Like we said, that's not true for most kids. So I think that's true. I think it can be if it's not handled well. What I like about the movie is that you see each step, right? It's step by step. Right. It's you do this and then you do this hard, you try harder. Um, and, and, he tries harder and then he is able to achieve it, but it's not immediate and it does require effort. And it is like, it, it is, you know, step by step, you do the first step and then you see what you can do. And, and I think Mike's right. You know, if he had failed, he would have needed somebody to help him. And I mean, this is kind of what fortune says to him, right? Like, what are you, what are you being upset about? Like you came <laughs> to this top you know, class university and you're walking away with an education like you right. need to be grateful for that and i think he i mean i hope he would eventually come to that if he had you know not realized entirely his dream right. um but yeah, i do I, like you know you get to see that that process because i think that really is what it is i think it's okay to dream i think it's okay to take that first step and try it and see what happens and see if you can get to the point where you can take the next step and i think that's that's good. It's also good to know when you need to, you know, stop trying to take a step. I think one of the things we could also say is that it would be more uh, detrimental if you see the uh, uber talented athlete just kind of get everything handed to him because he's so good. Right. Whereas you see Rudy um, and if you say, well, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Let's watch Rudy. He's sleeping in the locker room. He has right. to sneak in the window. Um, I don't know what he's eating, but it's not much. <laughs> um, he has this, you know, I mean, he's uh, constantly humiliated. He's constantly rejected. He's studying like crazy. He lost his girlfriend, fiance, you know, whoever it was. He, every, I mean, you know, do you want to go through that? And after you went through all that, he finally got into Notre Dame. I mean, like, and, and it wasn't even, and then yeah. the football team and, and more and more. And so, yeah, the process of, and this is what he did. 
all for what? He was on the field for three plays. Two of the one play, I think they didn't actually show in the movie, but right. Right. that's it. Uh, you know, yeah. and that's all he wanted. Um, and that's really when you put it all together, not that big a deal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, I mean, there were, yeah. you know, a lot of people play college football for a, a division one, you know, I mean, so uh, when you, when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, there's guys who did a lot were a lot more successful in college football and be like, yeah, I did that. What's the big, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but it was him. It, like, he was, you know, I mean, you're a hundred and nothing. You're, you're five right. foot, nothing, you know, and you hung in there with those guys. I mean, that's, that was the real, the big thing that he just wanted to be on the team. He didn't, he, he, he just wanted to be their punching bag so he could make them better. He wasn't, it wasn't about Rudy's athletic ability, which they kept saying he had none. It was, it was Rudy's heart. It was, it was, that was, is what this movie is about. It's about having heart, never giving up, never letting things get you down. Um, always being willing to give more and more, be, give a hundred percent every day. And I think that's really what this movie is about. And the lesson that we should get out of it, you know, you mentioned about having dreams, Noel, um, his friend Pete says, having dreams is what makes life tolerable. You know, have a dream, dream big, dream better. You don't have to settle. And I think that's the important thing is this. It's not that we need to settle for less. It's that we need to, you know, work hard for what we can accomplish and know when to change directions. And in fact, I think the movie is a is a big lesson in discernment, um, both the big D discernment about like vocational discernment of God, what God wants you to do, but also just discernment in what steps I should take in life next. You know, what what are the small things I need to do? And And I think this is a great movie that kind of, is about discernment. And there were times he doubted times when he didn't understand, you know, he, I think the movie subtly tells us that he felt a calling because he was in church. He was praying. He was asking father Kavanaugh, why would God, you know, not you, you know, why isn't God giving me this and so on and so forth. And although <laughs> clearly God was giving him something each step of the way for every unlikely near miraculous uh, achievement he made. Um, and so I think that's kind of what this was, is, is, is it's a movie about discerning who you are going to be in life. And in the end, he's not a great football player, but he becomes a good man. And I think that's, you know, a man who inspires others. And I think that's really, you know, what this movie ends, gives us at the end. Yeah, had more of a heart than, you know, uh, all these other guys that uh, more, you know, his friend Pete, more of a heart than his brother Frank. And then more of a heart than the, you could have been an all American if you had the heart of Rudy, you know, to uh, the, I think that the, the actor that we were talking about that, that <laughs> right. we haven't mentioned yet. O'Hara. Um, so O'Hara, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just always, you know, he, he has that heart and they're like, I wish I could put Rudy's heart in these players, you know, that uh, that's um, his, what we aspire. And we can all have that. Right. You can have that kind of heart. Everybody can. And and I'd like to, I don't know if I was taking this in a little bit different direction, but I'd like to the way the movie portrays that it's both that heart, but then, you know, Rudy's been studying, he's doing everything. And then he says to Father Kavanaugh, you know, have I done everything I can do? And then you see him praying. Yeah. And I like the way that it integrates both of those together that, you know, there's, there's our effort. But then there's also God's will and and God's grace and what we're doing as well. And, you know, learning to be 
learning to be open to that, learning to be accepting to, to that, you know, when we've done everything we can do. Um, so yes. I really appreciate that. It, it's so, I think, respectful of, you know, of Catholics at a time when we're not necessarily used to that in movies, um, right. you know, and to the life of prayer as well. So. That's a great point. Father Kevin, I was a good guy. Oh, okay. Well, it was 1993. Still, still early days. Um, You know, he says to Father Kavanaugh, in fact, when he meets him, like all my life, people have told me what I can and can't do. And what what he's saying is, is, you know, all my life, people have been trying to limit me based on what they think I'm I'm capable of accomplishing. But obviously no one really knew Rudy. No one really understood, except for Pete. Even his girlfriend slash fiance, the one who was planning their life together uh, when he dumped her, um, <laughs> you, you know, even she didn't really understand him. I, I think Pete understood, but nobody really knew Rudy the way he knew himself in that sense. And he really he knew himself. He knew what he could accomplish. And that's, I think, what gave him his confidence is he knew he could do it. If given the chance, he'd do it. And he did. And I think that's the, the lesson, you know, of, of what he's what he's trying to say there. So I like that um, he doesn't get right into Notre Dame. Kavanaugh gets him into the junior college nearby Holy Cross, uh, which is, I think, just like down the street. It's like like across a a, a water feature from from Notre Dame. Um, and uh, he ends up meeting D. Bob, uh, who's played by the socially awkward teaching assistant played by John Favreau. I think it's awesome to see Favreau in this early role. Um, it was it was kind of a funny, uh, awkward character. Uh, I liked him in this. Um, he, he, yeah, he was great. I mean, he was as white as the driven snow, and and just like <laughs> <laughs> so so pale and so like you know totally uh, the master of his uh, area. Like he knows yes. that he's got like the, these kids uh, on a string. You know, you do this for me, and I'll make sure you you know this happens. And he's basically berating some poor schlep <laughs> in, in the in the hallway when he's looking at Rudy and how Rudy is just. You know, obviously got the looks and the ability to just kind of talk to girls. And he's like, oh, I could use this guy. So um, <laughs> it's just I love I love it. Like, cool, go say hello to her. You know, yeah, it's the way the he goes thing they have set up yeah. is, is, is hilarious. The way he goes silent when a pretty girl talks to him, like Raj <laughs> from the Big Bang Theory. I mean, just like he's like yeah. frozen in fear. I mean, it was that was like, was why is awesome. this girl talking to me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he keeps looking at Rudy like, what do we do? Oh, my God. <laughs> Rudy's speaking for him. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a fun little interlude where Rudy's running around trying to, you know, uh, get girls uh, to yeah. be interested in Debob. Um, yeah, they sometimes they think that it's like Rudy's interested in him, and it's like no, it's it's that awkward kid over there. Oh, forget it. Right, right. <laughs> uh, speaking of the girls, uh, there was the girl, the, the president of the booster club, um, who he kind of lies and sneaks into the booster club, and then she finds out and kicks him out. And there's a bit of a how do you like them apples moment later on when he's on the scout team and runs up to her like, don't I know you're from somewhere? Right. That was, that was a great moment. I really enjoyed that. That was like her, look at her a face. little satisfying moment. And yeah, I like to, to keep you going like, <laughs> like, like the, the Gaugate Sunday, you know, to keep you going throughout the whole Lenten uh, experience. So a little, just historical, interesting historical point. I actually just looked it up cause I knew it was right around then. Um, Notre Dame became co-educational in 1972, which is when Rudy entered Holy Cross. So that's also just if you know that in the background, like the girls haven't been around for that long. 
Oh, oh wow, that would make that. it interesting then for Debo. Even... Right, exactly. <laughs> there are suddenly okay. girls here. What do I do? <laughs> right, right. I mean, there was St. Mary's that was close by, but they were, you know, integrated in like all yep. the class, all the campus activities in the same way uh, right. until that year. So <laughs> that's right. Um, you know, I have a note like right around that point where he's at Holy Cross, I wrote a note in my in my notes as I was watching. Why does he so desperately want to be a part of Notre Dame? We've kind of talked a little bit about that, but he's willing to undergo any humiliation, do every menial task. Has he made an idol of the university? You know, and that's an interesting question. Like, does he understand it? Does he have a an uh, a healthy attitude toward it? And, and, and I'm not sure what the answer was to that but it's it almost seemed unhealthy and an obsession we kind of talked a little bit about that already i guess but um that was something that came up for me it's interesting um it's definitely tied to his dad you know you have that first moment when they're sitting there and he does the first humiliating thing when he tells his dad his little boy someday i'm going to play for notre dame and they're all kind of laughing and his father kind of pats his on the head but then you get the whole you know, what, what are we watching? Turn the channel. And the, the one kid's like, you know, Mr. Rudiger, can we watch? I don't even know what's Purdue Penn state or something. Yeah, Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. And uh, he said, um, we only watch one football team in this, you know? So there was something like he wanted to please his dad. And who is the first person he tells that he gets in? Yeah. Is his dad. I did uh-huh. it. Right. You know? Uh-huh. So, um, and, and I mean, you, we all have that. I mean, sons, you know, with our dads, you know, we <laughs> right. want to please right. them and stuff. And so you can kind of see that um, and they do a fantastic job of him walking or like being in Notre Dame for the first time. It's gorgeous. It's in the fall. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they just, you know, really beautify. I mean, this is only the second time if I'm right in well that they ever filmed anything at Notre Dame. The Gipper and this is the only time Notre Dame has ever allowed I think or, so. or whatever yeah. a, a movie to be done on their campus. Um, and, you know, there's just like you expected to hear angels singing when he's walking through the football <laughs> field. I mean, it was just so majestic and oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. Um, so yeah, I, I think so, but that's, that's the, uh, what do they call that? The, um, there's a term for the thing that everybody wants that it's not really what matters. It's the journey to get there. MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. It's the yeah. MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm along those lines sort of, but, um, Speaking of the game that they didn't want to watch was Purdue. I have been to one football game in Notre Dame Stadium. This is my cousin, like I mentioned before. I've had a a few cousins now who have gone to Notre Dame, second generation. (laughs) Um, But my one cousin was there and I went there. And so I had actually some other students pass so it was a brown haired student. So I had to like tuck all my hair up under a ball cap and kind of have my finger over the picture. So it looked a little bit like me so I could get it was very nerve wracking. It was pouring rain for the entire game. I was soaking wet and they were God playing Purdue. I know <laughs> for sneaking into the Notre Dame game um, and they were playing Purdue. They they handily routed them. Um, but it was amazing so you're watching that footage of notre dame on game day like that's what it's like there's just things happening all over campus there's 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 little bands playing there's people gathering like that electric excitement of game day i've never been to a college football game on any other campus so i can't compare but it was pretty amazing yeah i i live in uh i'm from buffalo but i live in columbus now so you know i'm 
I'm hoping to get into an Ohio State, at least a tailgate, if I can't get someone to get me into a game, just to experience it. I've played plenty of Buffalo Bills games, and they talk about like they have a college atmosphere, but there's just something, especially with the bands playing. I mean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and and just the uh, all the students and the absolute you know bedlam of of how everyone thinks of uh, how everyone's acting at the game that that is really special and so i hope mm. to get to maybe there sometime you know one of the things i like that i think a lot of people like about rudy is how open and uncynical he is there's there's nothing really there's no cynicism in him he's a very positive guy all the time you know sort of a bright to the end when he has his final frustration but but throughout that, that journey he's he's the positive guy it's always going to happen as we mentioned and and it's interesting, this movie came out right about the same time as Forrest Gump, which was another sort of the unlikely everyday hero guy who who's kind of open and uncynical and uh, sees the best in others. And it's kind of interesting to see that this was that committed a particular time in America, you know, where we just had the Gulf War and we kind of got over the Vietnam War funk that had affected America and the, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the end of the Cold War. It was a very positive time in America. And I think this kind of, this is one of the reasons why these characters really struck a chord. And I really think uh, that's one of the things I really love about Rudy is that he's just a positive. It's not he's not dark and gritty. Today, it would be a dark and gritty character with a hidden past. And, you know, yeah, he would, would have be, a drug problem or something. Yeah, yeah. It, would, it was something <laughs> like that. But I mean, in some ways, although he's like Ted Lasso in that um Ted Lasso, the the unrelenting positives, always he's good in others and that sort of thing. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, he um, I mean, there's a, that nativity, uh, that word I can't pronounce, um, how, <laughs> how naive he is about the, the harsh realities of different things. But he's just got the, the eye on the prize. And then I'll just you know, go through whatever it needs. And he's just unbelievably likable. There's no yeah. way you're watching this movie and not rooting for Rudy and not just absolutely loving him. And also he's, it, his positivity is infectious. He causes those around him to have an outlook of, wow, you know, I, I need to change my attitude. To be better people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, that comes up with the players um, and I think some others, but, you know, when the players or his friend, you know, comes in and is basically like, cool it, you're making all of us look bad because right. you keep, you know, trying so hard and you you're, you just keep going, um, you know, and, and, and that's kind of O'Hara's problem with him, too. Right. He's like, who does he think he is? He's just show off like he keeps he keeps doing doing this. But it's you know, Rudy's kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I have to play hard. Otherwise, I won't get to do this anymore. Right. Like, yeah, it's th- like they might as well no... be speaking Greek. I mean, what are you talking about? Try right. too hard. <laughs> you have no idea. You just you know. would try hard that you're just trying like it's 100 percent or zero. Right. Uh, yeah, well, that's just totally should... foreign to him. And he has the perfect answers about, you know, if I don't do that. I mean, to the to some of the guys who are just like, cool it. He's like, if I don't if I cool it then you guys won't be ready to play whatever that team was that they were playing next. 
Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, we should pay off the our hinting at who O'Hara's was played by. He was played by a very young Vince Vaughn, uh, one of his early early roles. Uh, it was a very small role in this one, but yeah. that's where he got like typecast as the punk. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah. kidding. Very small role. <laughs> the credits actually say Vincent Vaughn. Yes, <laughs> yes. Early enough, he's still Vincent. Um, How much later was uh, uh, Swingers with with uh, John and him together? Three. Three years later. Yeah. So that that might yeah. have been the beginning of their kind of relationship of, of meeting and, and knowing each other because they right. had a, that connection for a while. So, you know, it's one of the things that also struck me was how how often he got so close and he was so far. You know, he gets in the booster club. He he's on the maintenance staff in the locker room. It's on the booster club. We're painting the helmets and and then gets cut, you know, kicked out. And he's outside. Literally, it's, you know, this this symbolic literalism. He's literally on the outside looking in when the game plays, as we mentioned, like he can't get into the game and he's so close and how frustrating that must be. I have to get on the field and it's, you know, it's the very last opportunity, the very last chance to transfer as a junior because Notre Dame doesn't take senior transfers and he gets it. Partly due to the intervention, by the way, I think of Father Kavanaugh is that scene where he, he's with Father Kevin on the church and he's, you know, he's having a crisis of faith. And, um, you know, he's like, why, Father, why is God doing this to me? And Father says, I uh, see, um, the, I've, I've come in 35 years of religious studies. That's what he says. I've come up with only two incontrovertible facts. There is a God and I'm not him. And <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, you know, there are other priests, religious order priests, maybe some Jesuits who, could stand to learn at least one of those facts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. I'm not going to name names, but uh, point that or out. Father uh, Hesburgh, who walks by shortly afterwards. <laughs> yeah, he's in the background there. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. The, I, I think, yeah, the, uh, their actual, the priests from Notre Dame were actually in that scene talking to the Father Kavanaugh. Uh, that was great. And he also mentioned, so that he both, Ka- Father Kavanaugh and Fortune, both tell, you know, Father Kavanaugh says in his own way, it's not all for nothing, even if it doesn't get Rudy what he wants, because he's getting this opportunity that 99% of people won't get. And Fortune basically says the same thing. You, you, even if you don't get on the field or get on the team, you, you have an education that, that is going to open doors for you, for you all over this country, and which is true. Right. And remember the when we talked about at the very beginning, Rudy's background, he's this German, you know, family who's working in the steel mills. The father's working in the steel mills. The son goes to work in the steel mills. The next son goes. And that's an immigrant, American immigrant story all over until somebody says, I'm going to go to college and everyone thinks they're crazy. I mean, this is a recurring story in America. And at the end, you get to the end, you know, the little, the little end, like, this is the follow up. Yes. You know, it says, you know, but five of his brothers went to college because he did not because he played in Notre Dame, because he went to college yes. because he took that chance because he got that education and, and studied and did all those things. So, um, you know, that's a whole different aspect of, of the story that, you know, there's a, an Americans- interesting lesson too in the idea of, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that lesson is completely, but you know, it's not so much in that brass ring that you were going for, but all the love and sweat and sacrifice that you did to get there that right. made you what you are so that you're there. 
mm-hmm. you know, that Rudy, you know, I mean, it's almost like if he would have showed up and they would have said, sure, yeah, come on the football team. But all right, I made it, you know, but that's not what he needed to good. learn. Yeah. No, he needed to go through that crucible to get there. And that's what made him what he uh, was at the end of the movie. It's the old cliche. It's the it's not the destination. It's the journey. It's what you have to go through to get what you want. That really makes it valuable. If you get stuff handed to you on a silver platter, which is kind of what gets we get told about the the other players, the the good right. players. You know, like you you know you uh you showed up. You uh, in fact he says it to O'Hara. You know you were a, you're a third st- uh, teamer because. You had the talent, but you didn't apply yourself. If you had half the heart of Rudy, you'd be all American. I mean, that's that's the thing. Rudy didn't actually. I mean, when it comes down to it, in a practical sense, Rudy didn't get very much. He got to be on the field for two, three plays, exactly. you know, but what he got really was all the rest, the friends, the education, the experience, the building up of who he is as a person and in the fact speaking engagements well as i was gonna say in fact if you look at his life afterward he got quite a lot i mean there was some bad yeah. stuff too but um yeah. you know it's like every life but um <laughs> his life was much better for what he had gone through and had a movie made about him you know the whole right. thing right but there's also what he gave as well in the process right as he was going through all of that he was giving that effort that inspiration that positivity um and making others better because of the effort that he was putting in, uh, the dream that he was pursuing, his persistence. Um, you know, so so there's there's also that aspect of it, right? The mm-hmm. the other players, the captain of the football team is going to the new coach and saying, put Rudy in. Right. Because he's inspired by him, because he knows that their team is better because there's this little tiny guy on the practice squad. <laughs> giving his heart out every to make them better, um, you know. And, yes. and so it's interesting to think about how different all of them are, too, because they encountered Rudy in that process. Joe Montana became the Hall of Famer because he was on that team. Well, I don't think so. But So speaking of the, the, the scene of the players all laying their jersey down coach you know put rudy in my place put him on the team in my place that seemed never act that didn't actually happen in real life in fact no. it was coach divine's idea to put rudy on the field uh at the end of the last game it, it he actually did see but it, it was more dramatic i mean I, it's a better story <laughs> he acquiesced to being the bad guy to have one more hurdle uh yeah. for rudy to to climb <laughs> and right. do that and he said he would have uh, cut all those players if they ever were to come in and, and lay down their jersey <laughs> like that yes um, yes um so yeah we have that you have to have that cinematic moment where he 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 comes up to the last obstacle you know getting he, he's not listed for the game and wants to quit just goes to leave and it's fortune who tells him like look the reason i've never been i've i've been to plenty of notre dame games down there on the field as a player and I quit because I thought they weren't playing me because I was a black man, not because I wasn't good. And I've regretted that ever since. And now, and as he says, how different his life would have been. And he implies I wouldn't be a maintenance guy here. I, I, you know, he might've gone on to, you know, he, he had a college education from Notre Dame that he could have walked away with and he left and so uh, I really like that that lesson is like don't don't just quit like it's okay to 
to stop when the time is right, but don't just quit out of peak or anger or um, getting your feelings hurt or your ego or things like that. And Spite. I think, yeah, yeah. And that I think that was an interesting moment there for him to turn it around. Um, and, uh, and he... And he also tells him like, well, this as we made this point before, like the whole like running, you you just want to run out of that tunnel to prove yourself to everyone else. You've already proved yourself. You're here. You have nothing left to prove. You've done it. Exactly. The only person you need to prove anything to is yourself. Right. You actually need to believe it that you've done amazing things. Because to Rudy, it's kind of like your point to the, the ideology thing. To Rudy, the only thing that mattered was getting on that field dressing and he that was blinding him to believing and understanding and all the things he actually really had accomplished right um because to him those were all just stepping stones to that ultimate goal but not real accomplishments in and of themselves right they were just um, a means to the end and they right. he didn't even understand how getting good grades wasn't just about getting on the team it was a, <laughs> it was valuable in and of itself right and and what you have here is he in a sense, went as far as he could, and then everyone else that he helped along the way pushed him over the top. That's a great like, point. Like, okay, you know yeah. that 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 kind of idea of, um, you know the the George Bailey kind of thing. Like, you know, he yeah. crashed and burned, uh, always giving, 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 and look what it got me. But then when he needed all those people he was helping along the way, well, they they put him over the top. And then yeah, that's a great point. Rudy <laughs> with the same thing. And then, the, yeah, just thought of it, um, the, <laughs> you know, and they lift him up. I mean, they literally carry him literally, up, the field, lifting yeah. him up, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So there, there's that, that lesson there too is, is uh, huge and probably something that, you know, when we talk about what's the, what are the good lessons outside of, you know, following crazy dreams, which might not be right. the best idea all the time. Um, that's definitely uh, one of them. No man is an island is the old saying. And it's true. I mean, we we can do so much. But at the in the end, you need other people with you to to care because we are we, we are a body. We are a community in, and we can't ever just do it alone. There's that old American individualism that doesn't that doesn't fly in the long run. You know, we need each other. Um, Tom Brady doesn't win the Super Bowl. Sorry, Mike. Tom Brady doesn't win the Super Bowl without the rest of the team. Seven times. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I felt like it was just him. But, um, you know, you, you have that that sense where where like the players are saying he belongs on the field because we wouldn't be on the field without him. Like he deserves to be out there, not because he's a great guy, you know, because he's an integral part of all of this. So that that he like they recognize that that heart that helped them to get a little bit of heart yep. was something that deserved to be on the field, probably more than all of them. So that they were giving. So there's there's you know, you could really look at that and, you know, um, apply it to a lot of awesome life lessons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And of course, he he goes out there and he shows exactly why he should be there right he, he actually yeah. he's not just you know out there and the game ends he's out there and 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 gets the sack he actually gets i mean it's a meaningless sack in the long run he's out there because the t the game is is, is like 27 uh, seconds left yeah, the yeah. outcome is determined there is no way the other team georgia tech is coming back against them but it's just he he still he shows he gets a sack on a division one you know national champion team you know that that is is a huge thing. Yeah, I want to step back to the locker room 
because it was really cool to see it. Like we have that scene of the chaplain, the priest leading them in prayer, Notre Dame, our mother pray for us. They get on the field. They pray together. Our lady of victory pray for us. It's like, like they're at Lepanto, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rudy is the one, they, the, the captain, the team captain asked Rudy to lead them out onto the field with it was such a great moment. Um, he's so little <laughs> right, I love it he yeah. runs out in the field <laughs> D-Bob's like he's so little <laughs> why is D-Bob in a limo like I, I know he went to law school I was yeah. I was there must be like a deleted scene that explains why D-Bob and his girlfriend El- Elise El- Elsa show up Elsa in a, yeah show up in a limo I, I, well I was wondering about that but you know when he gets out of the limo he does say something to the limo driver like oh I don't have my wallet I'll catch you later so, <laughs> no maybe he's still pulling that like oh, you know, a little bit of a scam going <laughs> on little smooth thing going on there yeah there's a cut there's a, the other big thing they left out with they they let us assume really that he well you know worked for four years at the mill um right out of high school when he actually went to the navy mm-hmm. and right. he's carrying around his navy bag the whole movie yeah um but they never mentioned why he has a navy bag that has his name on it like where do you get that? But that's that, that was there a part of the movie that maybe they they cut out? I don't know that they right. said. Well, we don't have enough time to talk about his navy time. So I mean, he would have been right. drafted. The, the draft was still in effect, and yeah, yep. so he would have been drafted and did a couple years in the navy. So yeah, they just say four years later, and there's just the yeah, assumption. Yeah. So the uh, so the coach isn't still isn't going to put. Rudy in and the, the players start chanting Rudy Rudy the whole stadium is chanting Rudy the other coach Yanto is, is sort of chanting out of the side of his mouth Rudy Rudy <laughs> <laughs> I mean I just love seeing the parents in the stands and I, mm-hmm. I was saying before seeing it now as a dad I I was in the dad's you know place there what what would that be like to see my son you know fi- fulfill his dream and find himself in this moment but it'd be like my son, you know, being in Star Wars. For, <laughs> he's getting a role in a Star oh Wars God. movie. Yeah. Or I mean, just a little role at the end with the kid who's using the broom. Yeah. Because that's all Rudy really did. And you're right. like, oh, my God. But yeah. he's not actually going to get there until all the actors start chanting his name. <laughs> all right. Ryan Johnson uh, says, I'll put him in. Come I'll on. Put him in. Right. Let him sweep something. <laughs> but, but also, I mean, this is like, this is. The father's temple. I mean, he's at Notre Dame. Right. And his son is out there, but he doesn't see him playing. And then the whole of Notre Dame is chanting his son's name. Right. To go out on the field. I mean, the, what that felt like for the father. Especially when you, a big. when you go back to that scene earlier in the movie where they're at the bus station. And he's basically telling Rudy about how his father, Rudy's grandfather, abandoned the family to chase a dream. Don't be like my dad and abandon us. And it's like, wow, <laughs> nice downer of a pep talk there, dad. Uh, and, and so he's got this moment where the dad, you know, Rudy's dad now realizes, wow, like my son has such heart, such what a moment for any father to see, to, to realize mm-hmm. his son is, is got heart like that. And is beloved. That's a big thing is to know, your, you know, your child is beloved by many. That is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. And then also, of course, you see his 
composite-ish brother, Frank, (laughs) um, and his reactions as well, because, you know, he's there with his parents and all along he's been like, you know, the the biggest downer on Rudy and what Rudy wants. And you're just ridiculous. You know, whatever. You're just, you know, kind of the same reaction as the, uh, you know, highfalutin football players and, um, you know, and just so negative. And then and then just being there and and seeing how his brother has has worked so hard and how he's captured right the yeah the the affection of everyone in that stadium yeah it's it's really cool so it is yeah you have that kind of uh, you know if there's a bad guy I suppose like the, the turning of wow you know he even turns and I guess the real Rudy was behind them in the in the. <laughs> I was just going to say, can we bring can we bring that up? Or I don't want to step on one of Dom's points. No, no, that's fine. Later, that's, but... that's fine. No, no, no. Yeah, the real Rudy was in this in the scene in the stands behind the Ned Beatty in the. Yeah, the Ned Beatty at one point, like you know, turns around and it's... like I, like he's just excited for his. Yeah, song, he starts kind of slapping him. Just right. Slapping him a little bit. Yeah, like it's really you. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> You're out there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Um. So, in fact, O'Hara, who might have been, you know, an enemy or uh, one of the nemeses uh, as one of the football players on the field, defies the coach. It's his last opportunity to be on the field. He's a senior. He's graduating. He's not going on to anything else on this team. And the coach wants him to kneel down, end the game and head out. But they know that if the game ends here, if the if the Georgia Tech doesn't get the ball back, Rudy doesn't have a chance. And so he intentionally scores a touchdown, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I think is great. So that the ball has to go back to the, the Georgia tech. And so Rudy can get his chance. And that's, so that's when we get Rudy on the field. Um, so I just, what an uplifting moment. I mean, literally and figuratively, it's just <laughs> the people chanting and, and the whole thing and the, and the goldsmith score that just rises up. It's just such a, like a heroic, as we mentioned before, a heroic uh, song. It's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie, every time, tears, every time. <laughs> it got dusty in here when, uh, when, when that scene, I have to admit, yeah. And the, Rudy is the, was the first player ever to be carried off the field of uh, mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Uh, only one other has ever been carried off by the team, and that was Mark Edwards in 1995. Uh, yeah, so two years after the movie. I wonder, though, was it because of the movie, maybe? <laughs> Let's wonder. do it again. Come yeah. on. Mark Edwards went on to play in the uh, in the NFL several teams, including in the uh, Patriots. Patriots first Super Bowl first, first victory. Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> we keep rubbing that in. So the uh, and that's and you know the movie ends there with Rudy being carried off, and that's it. Boom, we're done. And that's I think that's right. We don't need more. Like they they give us a little bit of uh, Rudy graduate nineteen seventy five. You know that static display on the screen with the actual picture of the real Rudy Rudiger, but we don't get. You know Rudy goes on. We don't see him with his parents. I think it ends here because it's a mythic ending. You know, it's mm-hmm. there's you, there's nothing left to say. We've said it all. We've left it all on the field. And that's it. I I think the movie ends well. Oh, yeah. Anything else would be a letdown. I mean, there are some movies that end at a certain point. You're like, I really would have seen how they would have like resolved this or that or just a little bit of like, let's just soak it all in. But that was it. That was yeah. exactly what you wanted to, to see that. Yeah, right. He's achieved everything he's worked so hard for, everything that he's gone through, all those bumps and bruises for. And you don't really need to see him go back and see his parents or anything because you saw them in the stands. You yep. saw them and just that pride and joy and emotion 
there, you don't need to see that happening together with them. It's it's very that satisfying. That was his Adrian, I did it moment. And yeah. that's when they ended it. I mean, you don't see any of that stuff in Rocky either. So. And the audience leave, gets to leave the, the, the theater chanting Rudy, Rudy you know, at the same time, just like the crowd in the, in the stadium in Notre Dame would have been, yeah. you know, leaving all pumped up as well. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's the right way to end it. So one, one last little bit of trivia, about the real Rudy Rudiger, um, it's a bit of a downer. So maybe I, should, you know, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have ended. Yeah, this, we'll end it on a downer. Let's we'll end our end, podcast on a downer. We'll end it on a downer. <laughs> well, only in that, uh, in 2017 at the age of 68, he converted to Mormonism, which is mm-hmm. interesting. I'm, I'm kind of, curious his he had a bit of a tough time after he had a run in with the the securities exchange commission with some investment stuff and uh but he's been a a um uh motivational speaker he they've had the rudy award that they give to gifted high school athletes um who show heart on on the field and that sort of thing so um the story has inspired and done good um ever since so any Go ahead. So I, I just wanted to mention on the converting to Mormonism thing. Uh-huh. I don't know, obviously, why or whatnot. But to me, it's interesting that you would go to Mormonism. It's well, Notre Dame hasn't always been the most staunch in its Catholicism, let's say. And in the 70s, there were some. Some, some issues, even yep. though Father Kavanaugh is a wonderful priest. There are you know some other issues. So. Going to Mormonism says to me seeking something more, a little bit more demanding, a little bit more structured. Mm. And so I think um, I think we need to pray for Rudy. I think, yeah, of course. He, I think he's yeah. looking for something real. Yes. And uh, and so anyway, is that there was a just... Mormon university he's trying to get into? <laughs> he's trying yeah. to go to BYU. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should pray to Notre Dame, our mother, for. Rudy Rudiger, that's for sure. Yes, for yes. sure. Um, uh, last <laughs> thoughts on Rudy the movie. Uh, Mike, you had any last thoughts on this? Um, no, I, I mean, I think we've covered it all, which is kind of cool. I usually like, yeah. oh, wait, I want to bring up this. But um, yeah, it, it, it's just, uh, it's a, it's one of those feel-good movies that I, I like the fact that Rudy is, as we mentioned before, the, the in a way, the flawless hero. I mean, which is a good Christ-like figure in a mm-hmm. movie to have. When we are inundated a lot of the times with so many of these flawed, um, you know, disappointing uh, heroes that uh, are, are, you know, kind of winning out uh, based on their abilities, but not on their character. Um, This is the opposite. This is all heart and all character and how far that takes him. um, That really just kind of leaves you feeling, you know, good about the movie and good about, you know, life in general when it's all over. So I think mm. that's why it's so beloved and watched so often. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have a lot to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of, I, I kind of was comparing it in my mind to goodwill hunting and how will was all ability with low character at the beginning and develops the character as he goes. Uh, whereas Rudy is all heart and not a lot of ability. And, and the different journeys they take and the different kinds of men they, they become and are um, and this interesting comparison there. So um, yeah, Rudy is remains a, a classic. It's one of the top sports movies of all time. I think on, when you put it on lists and for good reason, um, it is a feel good movie, but it's a good, it's a good movie about character. And I think that's uh, some, something we should be happy about. Well, I mean, I guess I'll add just one little thing. It's a feel good movie. It's a movie about character, 
And it's also true. I mean, yes. we talked about there's these composite pieces and stuff as happens often, but it's true. It's possible. Right. And I think that's also, I mean, it's nice to have a feel good movie, but to know that that much of the arc of the story actually happened. I, I, I just think to me, it makes it even more, more inspiring, more makes me more kind of more want to ponder it and more want to say, you know, that maybe I shouldn't give up on some, some things so easily. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So if Rudy could do it. So right. what would Rudy do? And so <laughs> as we get, as we could Davey <laughs> So uh, as we uh, finish things out, let's take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of movies and TV shows, including Dan S., Michael P., Alice C., Sean S., and Jason G. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of movies and TV shows and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So that's it from us. We'd love to hear what you think of Rudy. You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash secrets or the StarQuest Facebook page or send an email to secrets at sqpn.com or join our StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. And until next time, Mike Denz, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of Rudy. My pleasure. Had a great time. Noel Crow, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. It was a lot of fun. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest. And remember, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs>